0: Praise God, we've been in a series for the last few weeks talking about why we exist as a church. Why we exist as a church? Why do we do the things that we do? Why do we gather here week in, week out, and and have church and do the things that we do? Why are we coming up to Christmas now? Why are we bothering about doing food appeals or why are we even, you know, worried about our Christmas calendar that we talked about the other day? Why don't we just you know, why do we do the things we do? And and that's been our plan for the last number of weeks that we would sow into you each and every member of a live church the very reason that we exist why we do what we do so that you would have a better understanding of what's this all about because i think most of us a lot of times ask that question what's this all about so we we, we need to know what's this all about and our foundation scripture has been in matthew 28 it's been in verse 18 and, and jesus told his disciples this was after the resurrection he told his, his disciples I have been given authority, and that's power, in heaven and on earth, and therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach them, teach these new disciples to obey the commandments I have given you, or teach them how to grow. That's why he was telling them, teach them how to grow. And he said, be sure of this. If you're not sure of anything, he said, be sure of this. And I want to say to you this morning, church, if you're not sure of anything in life, I want you to be sure of this. That I am with you always, Jesus said, even to the end of the age. Isn't it great to know that God is with us always? That he'll never leave us or forsake us. That through the difficult times that God is there, amen, that through the, 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 the hardships and the pains and the sufferings that God is there with us, that he hasn't said, to Lou, I'm off now because you're going through a period of suffering. God is saying, know this, I am with you always. Amen? Yeah. So we talked about in week one why a live church exists, why we're here, and what's the motivating influence, what's the motivating, uh, the motivation behind what we do? What's motivating us? What keeps us coming in here every week, turning on the lights, turning on the heating? What, what, what keeps us motivated to do what we do? We talked about that in week one. If you missed week one or if you missed... Uh, Week two, or or any of the messages in the last while, let me encourage you. You go back there. They're all on YouTube. They're all on our website. Uh, You can get a link to them on our Facebook page. We're we're making the Word of God available. So I don't want anybody in church here to be able to say, oh, I was missing that week, so I have no clue what they talked about. Go back. It's all there. Uh, Watch it. Listen to it. uh, Download the podcast. uh, And find out what we talked about in week one when we talked about why we exist as a church. Then last week we talked about, you know, uh, how do we grow? How do we start to grow in this faith? I think that's one of the greatest questions that most new believers have, is now that I'm a believer in Jesus, how do I grow? How do I go from, you know, uh, day one, my Christian birth date, as it were, to where God wants me to be and what God wants me to do? How do How do I grow in my faith? Again, if you missed that, it's there too. I want you to go back and I want you to listen to it. It's It's very important for you to understand the motivation behind what we do here as a church. So today, I want to talk about finding your place in a live church because, believe you me, you do have a place in a live church. Amen? Amen. Amen. You do have a place. We need to find our place. I love doing jigsaws. I don't do them very often because... Uh, and when I can't find a place for a piece, I get kind of annoyed and I, I kind of push it underneath the seat. And, and it, yeah, we, we done one uh, last year, uh, it was a London Underground map, it was a thousand piece jigsaw. Uh, and we, we, we done all the bits with the colours in it. But if you've ever seen a London Underground map, you'll have all the squiggly lines for all the different lines. And, and then you have white. All white. And I mean, we done the frame, no problem, we got all the frame done. But when we were left with about 200 pieces that were just white, and you know what I did? <laughs> left it there. I mean, no, I tried for two or three weeks and got one or two pieces over two or three weeks, four weeks, might got one more piece, and I just decided, nuts to this, I'm spending too much time on this, and I left it there, and I eventually broke it up. But let me tell you, if I had stayed at it, I would have found that every piece that was there in front of me had a place in that jigsaw. Now, I never finished it. But you know what? There's great satisfaction to be God in finishing a jigsaw, isn't there? I never finished it. I want to ask you this morning, uh, um, you you are a piece of a jigsaw. The jigsaw is a live church. Are are you looking at that jigsaw and you going to say, you know, I can't find my place in here, so you know what? I won't bother. Let me tell you, you have a place. Amen? You have a place. And I know what you're thinking right now. I'm not qualified. I'm not qualified to serve in a a live church. I'm not qualified to do anything. I have nothing to to bring to this. Well, contrary to people's beliefs, great and small, everybody has a place in the church body. Amen? Amen. Everybody has a place in the church body. Some people believe that I'm not good enough. I have nothing to bring to this church. I'm not qualified but well, here's the great news. Everybody has a place in the church body. Amen? 1 Corinthians 12 says in verse 18, it says, But now God. Who? God? God. Can't get any higher than that. But now God has set the members. Who are the members? You and me. We're the members. Now God has set the members, you and me, each one of them. I love when it says each one of them because it means, doesn't mean that one of them got swept underneath the carpet or hoovered up in the hoover. You ever done that when you're doing the jigsaw? I've done that doing the jigsaw. You hoover one up. Yeah. And when you're emptying the hoover bag then you found that little piece that you were looking for for three weeks. You're not that piece. Amen? amen. Every one of us, each member, every one of this in the body as He. he. Who's He? God. God. As He pleases. Now, But now God has set the members, each one of them, in the body, we're the body, amen, as he pleases. Amen. Amen. That means God didn't leave anybody out. He didn't look at one. You know, sometimes you look at a piece of a jigsaw and I mean there's seven corners on it. And there's bits sticking up here. And you just say, that's not going to fit. It does. Amen. And regardless of your qualifications or your lack of qualifications... Regardless of your ability or the lack of your ability, God has placed you in the body as he sees fit. Amen? Amen? Amen. Amen. Nobody is here to make up the numbers. That's right. That's right, Angela. Nobody is here to make up the numbers. Praise God. Amen. 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 If you're here this morning, you're not here to make up the numbers. Amen? Right. We talked a few weeks ago about, about one of my favorite organizations, the RNLI. And in the RNLI, in the search and rescue boats, praise God for them, amen, they risk their own lives saving people's lives at sea. Here's a small fact that I didn't give you last week about the RNLI. When they're called out to rescue someone on the sea, they do not bring any passengers. Amen? When they're called out in the rescue boat, There is no passengers. They all have something to do. I mean, there's no one sitting in the back of the boat reading the paper, listening to music. Amen? They all have a job to do. Nobody's in the lifeboat for a spin. Amen? When they go out to sea, there is no one reclining in the recliners at the back of the boat, putting on suntan oil, (laughs) thinking this is going to be a nice little spin today. Everybody has a job to do. Amen? Amen? There's the captain, there's the navigator, there's the coxswain. there's the winchman, there's the mechanic, and probably other names of other jobs that I don't even know about. But every single person on that boat has something to do. They all have something to add to that boat in order for them to be efficiently and better able to rescue the people who are drowning. Amen? Amen? Why can't I be a passenger? Why can't I mean... I mean, I want to be a passenger. I want to be a passenger on the boat. I have no gift to bring. I'm not a captain. I'm not a coxswain. I'm not a mechanic. I'm not a winchman. I want to be a passenger. You know what the RNLI tell me? There's no room for passengers. Yeah, amen. Amen? amen? And the truth of the matter is... The church is the same. God placed every member in the body as he sees fit. And he said, I have no room for passengers. I want everybody to do something. I created everybody to do something. Amen? Amen? Amen. Amen. And here's the thing that I want you never to forget. God has a job for you to do in this church. He does. Truthfully. I'm not saying that just because it sounds good. I'm saying that because it's true. God has a job for every one of you to do in this church. And if you don't do your job it'll mean it'll either won't get done or it'll fall back on someone who's already doing a job. Amen? And if it falls back on someone who's already doing a job, it means that their job is even more hard now and they won't be able to do their job to the best of their ability now because they're also doing your job. Amen? And I, for one, don't want to be standing before God when he's handing out the crowns for those people who did what they'd done for God to point out to me, see that guy over there? See that crown going on his head? That was made for you. Because that was your job to do. But you didn't step up to the plate and you didn't do that job. So he did it and now he's getting your crown. Praise God. Let that sink in. Amen? Praise God. We've all got jobs to do. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Have you ever walked around the supermarket? I know you all have. And when you walk around the supermarket, virtually every time you walk around the supermarket, you'll always find something on the ground. Because some customers taking something off the shelf and they'll knock something down, and maybe it was an old lady, and maybe she couldn't reach down and pick it up, and that's fine. But I think every time you go to the supermarket, you'll always find something on the ground. Now I want to ask you a question. Are you the type when you see something on the ground in the supermarket that walks past it, saying, I don't work here, this is not my job, they don't pay me for doing this. Or are you the type of person that sees something on the ground and you just go and pick it up anyway? Because you know what? Even though I don't work here, even though this is not my job, I'm just going to pick it up anyway. Are you the type of person with the attitude that I'll pick it up anyway? Or are you the type of person with an attitude that's not my job? I wonder how it would be if we all had the attitude that, you know what? It may not be my job. It may not be what I'm meant to do. But I'm going to do it anyway. Because it's not getting done. Are you the type of person that looks at a cup on the ground and says, I wonder, why isn't someone picking that cup up? I mean, there's rubbish on the ground there. I mean, the floor needs hoovering. You know, the windows need clean. Are you the type of person that, that spots the things that needs to be done? Or are you the type of person that does the things that needs to be done? Let that sink in for a while. Because we need to be people that see the things that need to be done and do them rather than see the things that need to be done and go and tell somebody else to do the things that need to be done. Amen? Because God has placed you as a member in the body to do the stuff rather than come and tell the person who's already doing something that something else needs to be done. Amen? That's the fact. Amen. Glory to God. So instead of thinking, I don't fit in, I'm not qualified, I have nothing to do start to think yes I do fit in I have something to do and even if that's only to take a hoover out even if that's only to pick a cup off the ground even if that's only to clean a toilet or make tea then you are doing something amen amen you are adding something to the body you are now becoming a productive member of the body and we should always seek to do something amen amen because here's the thing here's the thing when God is looking for people to do things for him he's not looking for the most qualified yes, he's looking for the most available amen yes, I love this I love Jesus praise God I love him <laughs> but you know what I love about Jesus too is that when Jesus was looking for followers yes. he didn't go to the rabbinical schools yes, he didn't go to the place where they were training up the priests in Jerusalem and think I'll have him and I'll have him and I'll have him anybody ever experienced that before I know all the men have when they were playing sport in school. When a couple of captains were nominated and they'd pick a team. They always picked the best first, didn't they? The most available. He's good. I have him too. And I think a lot of us have often ended up being the last couple to be picked. And some of us have ended up in a situation where they've, "Ah, I'm grand, you can have him. When Jesus was looking for followers, he didn't go to the most qualified. He went to the most available. He went down to the river. Amen? He went down to the river. And he found the people that he was looking for down by the river. Not the most qualified. He found probably the most unqualified. And he said, you know what? You're not qualified for the job, but I'm going to make you qualified for the job. Amen? I'm going to qualify you for the job. I'm going to train you. Have you ever looked for uh, the appointments in the newspaper or heard them on the radio? The small ads at the back of the newspaper, you see all the wanted ads or the appointment ads. And as you read through the appointment ads, you you look and some of them will say, you know, a quantified surveyor and civil engineer. and, And as you look down through the list, it'll say a list of all the qualifications they need. And I know the same as you, when you look through all the qualifications that they need, you'll see that I'm not qualified for that. I'm not qualified for that either. And probably by the time you get down to the end of the page, you'll see. I'm actually not qualified for any of those jobs. But you know, when God has a vacancy, and He has one, praise God, for every one of us, amen? Amen. He he does. God's got a job for us all. But when God has a vacancy, has a job to do, He doesn't look for the most qualified. He looks for the most available. Amen. Amen? Amen. God never asked anybody, To do anything that they were qualified to do. Isn't that good news? Isn't that good news? God never asked anybody to do anything that they were qualified to do. Praise God. You know, this is the situation that Moses found himself in. When he encountered God in the Old Testament. In Exodus chapter 3. It says there in verse 7. It says, Then the Lord told Moses, I have certainly seen the oppression of my people in Egypt. I have heard their cries, uh, the cries of their despair because of their harsh slave drivers. Yes, he said, I am aware of their suffering. So I have come down to rescue them from the power of the Egyptians and to lead them, that's important, and to lead them out of Egypt into their own fertile and spacious land in the land flowing with milk and honey, the land where the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites and the Jezubites now live. He said, look, The cry of the people of Israel has reached me, and I have seen how harshly the Egyptians abused them. He said, then, now go, for I am sending you to Pharaoh. You must lead my people out of Egypt. And that must have been music to Moses' ears. Amen? Because the children of Israel at this stage were 430 years in Egypt. And 400 of those years, they were slaves in Egypt. So this must have been music to Moses' ears when God came to him and said to him, Time's up, Egypt. I'm going to free my people. And he said, I'm sending you, Moses, to do it. And you'd think Moses would have been delighted, wouldn't you? you think Moses would have said, At last. At last. I've been sitting on the backside of this desert for years, God, because years ago, I knew that. And Lord, even when you didn't know it, I knew it. And I led a one-man revolt against all of the Egyptians and got myself in a whole heap of trouble. And that's why I'm sojourning out here in the backside of the desert for all these years. Now, God, come on, so we'll go and do it. You thought that would have been his reaction, wouldn't you? But it wasn't. What was his reaction? Moses protested to God, verse 11 says. He says, who am I to appear before Pharaoh? And who am I to lead the people of Israel out of Egypt? You know what Moses was saying there? He was saying, God, I am not qualified. He said, God, I am not qualified. I can't do this. But here's a great thing, and we've already read this earlier in our reading in Matthew. He said, verse 12, God answered and said, I will be with you. I will be with you. And we see that in Matthew 12, didn't we? When God commissioned us to go into all the world and preach the gospel, he said, I know this, I will be with you always. And that's exactly what God said to Moses. In other words, God is saying, what makes you think, Moses? What makes you think this has anything to do with you? What makes you think, Moses, this is all about you? What makes you think, Moses, this is the most important part of the plan that I'm, I have to free my people is you? God said, this is not about what you can do. This is, not about, this is more about what I can do through you than what you can do. This is not about what you bring to the party. This is what I am bringing to it. But I need you, I need you Moses, to be available so that I can work through you. Amen. And that's what God is saying to you and me today. It's not about my abilities. It's not about what I can do or what you can do. All the skills I've amassed. It's not about what I bring to this jigsaw. It's about what God can do through you. Amen? What God can do through me. Amen? You know, this church has been around for nearly 19 years now. Week in, week out, a live church has served faithfully the people of Enniscorti for all those years to the best of our ability. But do you know why we're still here? Do you know why, despite all the challenges and all the different things that have happened down through the years, do you know why we're still standing? Well, do you know why do you know why we're not still standing? Not because of me. We're not still here today because of me. We're not still here today because of Angela. You know why we have the, the largest summer camp in Ireland and probably one of the largest in Europe? It's not because of Angela or Randy or anybody else. It's not because of them. You know why it is? It's because of God. Amen? Amen. It's because of God. And you know what? We would be foolish to ever stand up or foolish to ever go around saying that we have a move of God in Enniscordi because of me. We have the largest summer camp in Ireland because of Angela and Randy and Beltway. That's not the truth. Amen? Amen. Amen? Amen? It's because of God. Do you know who led the children of Israel out of Egypt? God. It wasn't Moses. No, It was God. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. It was God. Moses was just someone that God convinced to allow him to use him in order for him to lead the people out. But the reality of the situation, it was God. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. I don't stand up here every week, week in, week out, in my own strength. I don't preach the Word of God in my own strength because, can I tell you a secret? I'm not qualified. Amen. I'm not qualified. I didn't spend 10 years in school studying to, to be a great communicator or a great leader of a great move of God. I didn't. You know who leads this church? God does. True me. True you. True every one of us. That's who God works. He works through us. Amen. God gives us the strength. He gives us the power to be able to do what we do. So when I stand up here, I don't stand in my own strength. I don't open my mouth in my own strength. I don't speak the words out of my own intelligence. Thank God. It's all God. Amen? It's all God. And we will be foolish to ever think this move of God is here because of me. You know what you're doing then? You're saying, all praise me. All glory to me. Amen? Amen. All glory to God. Amen? Amen. You know, God is not looking for your gifts. He's not looking for your talents. He's not looking for the areas that you are specialist in. He's looking for your availability. God is looking for your availability. He just wants to see and find available people. Amen? 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 And you know what God will do then? God will raise up gifts in you. He'll raise up talents in you. He'll raise up things in you that you can add to the church so the church then can move forward in doing what God has created it to do and why God has sustained it. Because, you know what, let me let you know a secret. If God wasn't running this church, this church wouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. That's right. Amen. If God wasn't the one that was bringing this church forward, if it was done in my strength, this church would collapse, and it should do. Amen. Because if a church should get leader focused, and it should get, should get, should, should be the, the leader should be the, the first name you think of in a church, well then, praise God, that church should collapse. Amen? Amen. amen? amen? I've always said, my name should not be the name that anyone thinks of when they think of a live church, they should think of Jesus. Yeah, amen. Amen. amen? Isn't that the church that preaches Jesus? Yeah. Amen? Amen? Yeah. You know another one of the amazing things about Moses? is he didn't recognize his own abilities given to him by God. Moses said, "I hey, listen God, I'm not qualified. I can't do that. But God had already placed the gift in Moses, the ability in Moses to do that. Yeah, and you're sitting there this morning too, and God has placed gifts and abilities in you. Yeah. And you need to recognize those gifts and abilities in you. Submit them back to God. And allow God to use them. Allow God to use you in your abilities. Amen? 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 Amen. Do you know what the definition of a leader is? A leader is anyone who sees a need and regardless of their qualification, steps up and gives of themselves to make a difference. A leader is anyone who sees a need and regardless of their qualifications, steps up, and gives of themselves to make a difference. Are we given of ourselves in a live church, regardless of our abilities to make a difference? Amen? Amen. We need to. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. We need to. You still might be thinking, I'm not qualified, or I can't do this, or I don't have the time. You know, that's one of the, the biggest things that people say nowadays, I don't have time. I wish I could. I wish I could serve in church. I wish I could come to prayer meetings. I wish I could serve in in some capacity or some need in church, but I really don't have time. Can I let you in on another secret this morning? We're exposing a lot of secrets today. When you say that you haven't got time, you're saying that God made a mistake. You're saying God made a mistake. Because God is the one who put 24 hours in the day. God is the one who has gifted you and talented you and called you to do something. And if you, in and of your own abilities and in and of your own things going on in your life, can turn around and say, I really don't have time to do what God has asked me to do, then it's not God's fault. Amen? It's our fault. Because God has given us all enough time. Praise God, he has. And you know, when we, when we come to our last days, we'd be asking God for more time. So let's use the time that God has given us now to serve him when he is there to be served. Amen? Amen. In our churches. Amen? We need to start developing this attitude. I can do it. Amen? Not because of how good I am, but I can do it because God is with me. I can do it not because I'm able to do it, but I can do it because God says I can do it. We need to start having this Philippians 4.13 attitude. When it comes to God's calling on our lives. We need to remind ourselves that I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Yeah, not what some people who, 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 who are full of their own abilities think that I can do all things because I'm so great. Are not people who continually put themselves down and say I can do nothing because I have no abilities. We need to say that I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. A lot of people think then as well that God has overlooked them. That God thinks that, you know, because I haven't used my gifts for the last 20 years, I haven't done, I, I know God, I, I feel this, this, this calling that you have in my life, I, but, but you know, I haven't used it for the last 20 years. I've been busy, God. And a lot of people think that, you know, God has overlooked them and God has passed them by. He's, he's now moved on to, to someone else. Can I tell you that's not the truth? That's right. Amen? Amen. That you haven't? Missed your calling. Actually, let me tell you, as long as you're continuing to breathe oxygen into your lungs this morning and breathe it out again, you, you, you've still time. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. As long as you're still alive, there's blood still flowing through your veins, God can still use you. Amen? Because yeah. Romans eleven twenty nine tells us that the gifts and the callings of God are irrevocable. Yeah. 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 If God calls you to do a... And you don't do A when you're 18, when you get saved. And now you're 88. God hasn't turned around and taken, taken the gift from you. He's still saying, you can still do it, amen? amen. That's why God is, says he'll renew our strength like the eagles. Yeah. As long as we continue to do what God has called us to do, he'll give us the strength to be able to do it. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Isn't that such a good God? Isn't he so fair? Yeah, that even if we spent the last 20 years walking around, knowing we had this gift and we've never used it, that God is still saying, I haven't taken it back. The gift is still there. You can still use it. Whether you're 18 or 88, you can still use it. Amen? We need to start to use the gifts of God that God has given us. Amen? Amen. Praise God. A big chunk of this I'm going to cut out. We'll have four pages to go still. We're not going to do four pages. Praise God. Glory to God. Here we go. I want to finish on this verse. It says in John 15, and I love this, and this is for you this morning if you're thinking to yourself, you know what? God has passed me by. I've missed it. Or I don't have time. Or, you know what? God hasn't gifted me or talented me. There's nothing special about me. You ever think that? There's nothing special about me? Praise God, I believe 99% of the population grows up thinking there's nothing special about me. But you know, there is something special about you. That's God has chosen you and called you and placed you in the body as he saw fit. In John, in John chapter 15 and verse 16, the seven part of, second part of it says this. It says, you didn't choose me, God says, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit. God says, you didn't choose me. I chose you. Go. Go. And bear fruit because I've appointed you. Amen? Yeah. Praise God. Let's stand to our feet this morning. We've got to use our talents, church. No matter how big or small our talents are, no matter how minuscule we think, and no matter how little we think our part in the body is, you know, if someone was to chop off your little finger this morning, praise God, you'd miss it, wouldn't you? Yeah, that's right. You would. Someone chop off your little toe today, you'd miss it. Yeah. Amen? Every part has a, an important part to play in the body. There is no part of your body that's just there as a passenger to make up the numbers. Amen? And there's no member of this church, nobody, I'm looking at nobody this morning that hasn't got something to add to this church so that we can be more effective in our continued evangelism to see people saved. Amen?